Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. And today we have a very interesting guest, Brad Warren. So he does something really cool called land banking. If you've heard of land banking, you know how cool it is. And if you haven't heard of land banking, you're definitely going to want to listen, especially if you are in any space of investing, real estate investing, if you like your money turning into more money, then you're going to be really interested in what Brad has to talk about. So welcome to the show, Brad. Great. Well, thank you. Great to be here. All right. So let's start from the beginning. What is land banking and why is this interesting to people? Well, land banking is the process of buying what we call pre-developed land that is strategically placed in the path of growth, holding, and we're very conservative at our company. We tell people seven to 10 years is an expected range uh, to hold. And then you exit by selling your land to a developer. Could be a home builder somebody wanting to build a shopping center, somebody building a marijuana grow facility, maybe it's a solar farm, lots of different exit strategies. But then you sell and you build what we call generational or legacy wealth. Interesting. Okay. So so first, just to get the idea of who, who should be perking their ears up for this, what is the range of investment? Like, can you do this with $100? Is it $100,000, a billion dollars? What are we looking at here? It's kind of in between. So minimum investment is 25000 up to $2 million. We can handle people in that range. Uh, most investors, when they're dipping their toe and just getting used to it and wanting to find out about it, will go at the lower end. That will get you what we call green real estate, green energy. That will be a solar property that will be sold to an energy company. Uh, could be a private energy company, could be uh, Pacific Gas and Electric or Southern California Edison here in California. Um, but that that the range would be twenty five thousand to to a couple of million. Okay, and and so I understand correctly. This is land that's in a place that that for for reasons that we'll get into, you expect to be developed in the future, be interesting developers in the future, but that right now people aren't looking at. Is that is that the idea? All except the last little bit. So mm -hmm. our company's been around for forty two years. They've been investing in this area for decades. They know it really, really well. Mm -hmm. And we look at what are called 10 growth factors. Obviously, in today's session, we're not going to be able to go into all that. In fact, if people are interested in learning more, we have a full 75-minute presentation that they can watch to learn all about land banking and why we invest in only one area of California, how we find the land, all that's explained. Mm -hmm. But the, yep. short, the short story is these 10 growth factors that include population growth, manufacturing, um, access to water, business-friendly city government is very important. If you've got a city government that puts the kibosh on, on homes, oh no, not in our backyard, we're not going to build more homes, then you're not going to get population increase. You're not going to um, get more jobs. So it's all kind of tied together. Infrastructure. When a city council puts $180 million into widening the off-ramps on a highway that runs through their town, you kind of got to ask yourself, why are, are they doing that? Well, obviously, they're expecting some development to come in on those off-ramps. 
So wouldn't the land at the off-ramps be a great place to invest and get in early before the developers get a hold of it? Yep. So that's, well, that, that's kind of what we do. And that's what I said by not looking at it, like the developers aren't looking at it yet. You're using your system to see it before others see it. And so it's not priced into the value yet. Is that that's that the correct. idea? Okay. That's correct. So you're, so you're kind of getting the inside track there. And, and so how is it that you're able to, as I think some people think, you know, all the best deals are already taken because somebody's seeing that. How is right. it that Laura is seeing this and others aren't? Well, I don't know about how the others aren't, because <laughs> if you do the research, you could see it. But to do the research, you got to have a team of people. We have an entire research and acquisition department. So these are full-time people that are working from nine to five, Monday to Friday. And all they do is they look for land that we can got, get purchased, you know, very, very cheaply, pennies on the dollar. And people say, well, how do you do that? Divorcing couples is a major supplier of land to our company. Because mm, in California, right. you got a community community uh, state, community property state. Uh, people are getting divorced. The judge says, okay, you know, either one of you has to buy out the other person and keep the land or you sell the land and split the proceeds. Well, maybe grandma bought this land 15, 20 years ago. Unfortunately, these people don't realize how valuable their land might be, and we can get it from them for pennies on the dollar, maybe nickels, maybe dimes on the dollar. Um, but <laughs> okay. we'll get it very, very inexpensively. We then mark it up. I'm being totally honest. We do mark it up. We have to create cash flow to pay these people for doing all the research. Yep. And then, uh, but we still offer it to our investors at or slightly below market. And then the investor is the one who spends the, the patient time, the seven to 10 years, and it could be sooner and it could be later. But on average, seven to 10 years, the investor rides that to the three to seven X return, which is what we call generational or legacy wealth. Interesting. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, if, you, if you're doing stocks, you read the paper and it's talking about all the analysis is being done on the stocks and whatnot. But on those, it's in the paper and everyone can see it. Right. So you're not, a, you're with everyone else, whereas... No one's putting in the paper this research you're doing. This is this is uh, behind closed doors research that it, only your clients and the people investing with you are getting access to the benefit of it because it's not being spread around. So, so this particular benefit just that stays stays in house. Yes, and another little secret sauce that our company has that no other company has: we own maps that the city and county of Los Angeles don't have. Some of them actually are on microfiche. So I'm kind of dating myself. Some of your listeners may not, what's microfiche? But those of you that remember, you know, the, maybe the teacher at school would pull it out. You'd have the little projector. They'd place it on the, on the, on the, uh, the top of the, you know, the, where the light comes and the light would come up from underneath and project it out onto a screen and they would move it around. Or you'd go to the library and sometimes yep. you would use the microfiche of the library to find a book or something or to do some it research. We own Google it. You can find it on Wikipedia. <laughs> right, right. We own boxes of these of of microfiche that the city and county of Los Angeles do not own. That talk about land. They talk about culverts and runoffs and easements and um, the sensitive environmental areas and all kinds of information that the general public just cannot find. Some of our information obviously comes from city council meetings, reports, general plans. That research is available to everybody, but again, mm -hmm. it takes 
hours and hours and hours yep. of time to track it all down. But we have additional information that nobody else has. We do the risk mitigation. We make sure that when we buy, and by the way, our company buys the land first. It's not like residential real estate where the realtor represents the seller and tries to find buyers. We mm -hmm. buy the land with velour money, the CEO's money, his personal money that's in the company. We buy the land, we hold it, we make sure that it's absolutely as best as we can tell, risk-free, and then, then we sell it to our investors. So they know that when they buy land from us, they're getting a well-researched piece of property, full title. We pay for the title insurance uh, that's included in the sale price and you know some other benefits that our company has that we don't think anybody else does. Okay. And then two other things I want to ask you about is one, you know, how they own the land and then how they're going to sell the land. Because if you, if all your investments so far have been in stocks and bonds and, and uh, you know, fairly fungible assets, you know, real estate investing may be a different and scary thing. But first off, uh, so, it, so this is not something where like they own paper from Valor that says they own property. They actually own this property. They get it in California. It's a fee simple deed. It has their name on it. Mm -hmm. They own it. They have title insurance proving that they own it and it's theirs. They can go uh, dig up dirt. They can go plant trees. They can, you know, take some of the dirt home. I actually have dirt from some of my properties in a little bag <laughs> labeled, labeled in a drawer because I just wanted to have the dirt. Okay. Uh, it's yep. land. They own it. They can do what they want, but it is a patient investor's game. They, right. they could put a sign out and say, hi, I own this land now. It's for sale. Here's the price. We, we tell them, no, that is not the way to get the legacy wealth, the generational wealth that you want to get. Your job is to be very patient, do nothing, and wait for the developer to come knock, knock, knocking on your door saying, hi, Michael Whitehouse, uh, we see you bought this property at such and such location. You paid $30,000 and we'll offer you thirty-five. And maybe it's been two years that you've had it and it's a solar property. And you go, wow, Southern California Edison, I just made five grand. Wow, fantastic. And we'd say, no, you're nowhere near. That, that is, they are bottom feeding. They are trying to steal your land. Mm -hmm. So we actually offer free negotiation coaching. Mm -hmm. You, my client, you, Michael, would call me. I contact the COO of the company. He and I strategize. We come back to you and we say, Michael, here's five or six or seven questions we want you to ask Southern California Edison. And you go and ask them. And then they go, they kind of scratch their beard and they go, oh, Wow. Now, they don't say this out loud, of course. This guy, Whitehouse, uh, he knows his stuff. Um, he's asking us some serious questions. Um, and then they answer him and they say, well, by the way, you know, we actually realize our $35,000 offer was probably inadequate. Uh, we'd like to offer you $50,000. And you go, I'll get back to you. And then we go, we do the same thing. I go to the COO, we get more questions. You bought it for $25, you are at $50, you are only at 2X. N not yet. You're not there yet. By the way, we might also know other Valor investors right near you in the same area that have gotten higher offers for, from Southern California Edison already. Mm -hmm. And we can share that information with you. Now, you don't want to let Southern California Edison know that where you got the information from because then they'll go, oh, crap, it's Valor. Oh, we're screwed now. They're getting all this free coaching. Uh, we need to bump the price way up. You, you don't want to let on to that. But you would mm -hmm. say, you know, by the way, I, I, I have a friend who actually owns a piece of property nearby. And I understand you offered them $87,000 and you're only offering me 50. Could you please explain why you're doing that? 
and then you zip your lips and you be quiet and you let them squirm and well, you know, uh, your your property's in a different location and it doesn't have an easement. And uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you hang up the phone and, and you wait. And then they come back and say, okay, um, you know, we'll offer you 87. Now, you can accept the eight. Now you're at three times. You're a little over three times. You're in our range. By the way, I can never give financial advice. So if you say to me, Brad, I paid 25. They offered me 87. You told me someone else got 87. I'm in that range. Should I sell? If I actually answer you, Michael, if I say yes or no, that's considered giving financial advice. I lose my real estate license and my company can get sued. So we'll give you some code words. I'll say something like, you know, that's an excellent price, Michael. Or based on current market conditions, that is an excellent price. That is a fair market value. I can mm -hmm. say that. That's not financial advice. I can tell you it's fair market. That's my job as a real estate agent to tell yep. you if it's, if it's a, you know, in the range. Now, you could try to get 90 or 92. It's up to you. It's your land. You can do whatever you want. But mm -hmm. you don't want to jeopardize it. So you may come back and nip, we call it nibbling. You go back to, to Southern California Edison. And you say, you know, 87, that's nice. But my friend got that offer like a month ago. Could you do 92,000? I'd be happy to sign the papers today at 92. Oh man, you are so tough. Uh, you know, let me get back to you. You know, and they'll go back to their people and they'll come back and say, okay, fine. And now you go, oh, I should have said 97. <laughs> yep. And, and one thing I want to touch on too, because someone might hear that and say, well, you, you sold the land five years ago, eight years ago. Why are you giving all this free coaching? And you answered that, which is that it, that while you're giving out knowledge, you're also receiving data and receiving intelligence. Absolutely. So that's the value. And, and it's and it's knowledge that Southern California Edison would never give us. If we called them directly and said, hi, this is Valor Enterprises. We understand that you're trying to buy a property from one of our clients located. What's the name of the project that you're working on? When is it breaking ground? How many megawatts is it going to be? Uh, are you building a battery energy storage system on site? How close to a Gen Tie line? They're not going to tell me all that. They would <laughs> never tell me all that. That would be ridiculous. They would be, they would, the guy would lose his job. But if the investor is asking those questions, they have to give him that kind of information. And mm -hmm. the investor tells us, guess what we start doing? We start looking at all the land around that project. We now know the boundaries of it. Maybe nobody else does because it's not mm -hmm. published information yet. It's not public. But we'll look all around it thinking to ourselves, well, if Southern California Edison is building a thousand acre project over here, Maybe just to the east, west, north, or south, they're going to build another one. Let's see if we can buy up some land in those areas. So that's ah, kind okay. of thinking and, and why it's extremely valuable to us to get this legal insider information from our yep. client. And this also gets to the why isn't everyone doing it and why is it not priced into the, the value? You might know about this land because of information you're getting this way that nobody else would have unless they were involved in land deals near that, that first project. Correct. Yeah. Um, so all this sounds great and it sounds pretty fantastic. Although it's not, not in too good to be too, because it's seven to 10 years. It's a pretty long time horizon to get a pretty good result. Uh, it's not like, you know, an overnight million, you know, millionaire overnight kind of stuff. It's pretty reasonable. Right. Um, right. But I, I still do want to touch on because I think some people say, well, it's all sounds great, but what are the risks in it? What, what can go wrong for an investor? Well, one thing is the direction of 
development in the areas that we invest in could shift. Now, that's unlikely, but it's possible. So let's say all the development was going to the West, and now they decide to go to the East, and everybody bought properties to the West. Well, then you're in trouble. Uh, but again, because we've done our research, we know to the East is what's called a sensitive environmental area, an SEA. Maybe it's got a red-legged toad or a tortoise or something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, trudging along the desert, and, and you cannot build there. Well, we know that. That's why we went west and not east. So it's unlikely. But that is definitely a possibility. But the biggest risk yep. is you, the, you, the investor, Ooh. being impatient. Quick mm. little story, Michael. One of my investors calls me a year into his investment. Says, Brad, how's my land doing? I said, well, let me ask you something, Rick. Uh, do you get on the free Tuesday night webinars that the COO does where he updates us about what's happening where we invest? You would have heard about your property, actually. A couple of weeks ago, they mentioned something very close to where you are. He says, no, I don't get on those. Those are free. I said, yeah, I send you an email every Monday to tell you about it. Okay, I'll start watching. But how's my land doing? Well, you know, Rick, uh, um, last night it rained in the Antelope Valley. Uh, it doesn't rain very much. They only get two or three inches a year, but it drizzled a little bit. You know, your land is wet today, and tomorrow <laughs> your land will be dry. That's how your land's doing. Rick, don't bother me. Don't call me for another few years. So he says, okay, Brad, I get it. I get it. I, I need to stay more informed. He hangs up the phone. A year later, I get an email from him with a photo of a brand new solar farm. And he says, hi, Brad. This is right across the street from my land. I have faith now. I can see it coming. I know I just need to be more patient. But this giant solar farm is right there. So he's very happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about, it, and I imagine probably one of the ways to go wrong is if, if, if somebody jumps out the quick buck uh, or, or they, they, pan, you know, they bought it for 30, they panic and they sell it for 28. Yeah. That's why we tell people it needs to be what's called patient money, mm-hmm. money that you're not going to need for a midlife crisis an around the world cruise, a Lamborghini. I had one client that, you know, wanted to get out of the deal about two years into it because the college expenses for their kid were higher than they had anticipated. Mm-hmm. That's not good. You got to take that into consideration. This has to be money that you, we call it set it and forget it real estate investing. Mm-hmm. Set it and forget it real estate investing. You buy it, you set it, you put it aside. Once a year, you get the notice from the LA County or Kern County or Riverside County uh, uh, tax assessor. Hi, mm-hmm. your, your uh, property taxes are due. And on undeveloped land, the assessment is incredibly low. My wife, I think she paid $98 one year for her tax bill. Yeah. You know, most <laughs> expensive one that she's had was $400. Hello? Over 10 years, that's 4000 But when the property goes from, you know, 80000 to 500000 <laughs> $4,000 is negligible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the most patient money is things like IRAs that you can't take out until you're 59 or whatever. Um, is this something... <laughs> and a half. Okay. I'm not that old yet, so I'll think about it. Uh, is, this, is this something you can tie into an IRA or build into those kinds of investments? Absolutely. Great question. Um, and, and a regular IRA in the United States cannot buy real estate, so it has to be converted to what's called a self-directed IRA. We have mm-hmm. three companies that we work with. We give you their names. You pick the one that you want, but it has to be one of those three. 
you roll it over from your IRA to a self-directed IRA. There's no fees unless you turn it into a Roth IRA. That's a whole thing, tax thing we're not going to get into on, on uh, today. You talk to your CPA about that, but you could convert it and, and then you would pay the tax, but then it would grow tax-free versus a regular self-directed IRA just grows tax-deferred. But all of my, pro my wife and I own 11 properties. People always ask, you know, do you have properties? Yes. <laughs> we put several hundred thousand dollars into land. We own 11 properties and they're all in our retirement account. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because that's, that's money that you would expect not to be able to touch anyway. So exactly. Um, makes the most sense. Yes. Yeah, so, so this, so this, uh, again, it's not for your money you're going to need in two years. It's not for the college fund for your 15 year old, um, possibly not for the college fund for your 12 year old because you don't okay. know when the horizon is. Um, right. are you talking about the risk of if, if, uh, if build, development goes east instead of west? Um, my, is part of that also that it means it might not go in seven years, but 15 years from now, development might come back to the west anyway? Well, in that case, I don't think it would go east and then come back, but maybe things slow down. Right now, Michael, we're in incredibly unstable times. Mm-hmm. We got a war going on overseas. We well, several wars, but one in particular is on most people's minds. We've got all these mass shootings happening in the United States with guns. We have deadlock, gridlock in the political mm -hmm. system. We've got uh, supply chain issues all over the world. There's just so much going on that it's hard to predict the future. But generally speaking, if you look at what are called economic trends, macroeconomic trends, as mm -hmm. well as micro. Micro tends to change more quickly based on the events of the day. The macro ones tend to kind of keep moving along. And in the area where we invest, we are, I can never use the G word. I can't say it's guaranteed. Yeah. But based on all of our research, based on 40 some odd years of watching this, these very particular area. By the way, people, I, I didn't mention, I know your viewers can't see the map behind me of, of California, but there's a little spot called Los Angeles. We only invest in a 60-mile radius around downtown LA. We're very particular. We know this area like the back of our hand. Mm -hmm. It's mostly northern LA, the top half of LA County. The bottom half of LA County is Los Angeles itself. And right now, land there is, I don't know, two, three, five million, seven million an acre, if you can even find a vacant lot anymore. What I heard is there actually developers are buying single-family homes that are in zonings that allow for multiple units. They're raising those homes to the ground and building vertical. They're building mm. up because they can't build horizontal. There's no more land. They can't go out. All the building in LA now is going up. Mm. So, you know, that that's why we're not in LA itself, but it around LA, Inland Empire, Desert Hot Springs, Palm Springs, Palmdale, Lancaster, Victorville, Adelanto, all of those areas are experiencing tremendous growth. Mm -hmm. And actually, COVID has helped our business. I hate to say this. I just I feel guilty every time I, I, I mention it. But COVID has created this opportunity for people not to have to go into an office. Yep, yep. So millions of people are now looking at, well, I could live anywhere. I could live overseas. I have a lot of overseas investors, they, these expats. And mm -hmm. they love buying land in U.S., and, but they're traveling around. But now these people are leaving Los Angeles, moving further out, yep. buying a brand in Lancaster and Palmdale. You can get a brand new three bedroom, two bath house, solar on the roof, gated community, pool, workout room, exercise room 
for like four hundred thousand dollars. Wow. The same house in LA would be between two and three million yeah. if you yeah. can even find one. So now they moved to they moved to Lancaster. They got this great school system. They got all these amenities just like they would have if they were living and they're they're 60 miles from downtown LA in an hour they can be at, at a concert or the or the opera and mm-hmm. then drive home in an hour and non-commute hours of course <laughs> 4 hours during commute time but 60 miles away 55 miles away you can be in downtown LA in an hour to an hour and a quarter in the evening when there's no traffic see a play see a concert whatever and then drive home and stay in your beautiful, brand new three-bedroom, two-bath house that you could not afford to buy in the Los Angeles area. Yeah, and and you and you touched on, of course, in Los Angeles, the scarcity of land. You know, as as uh, people sometimes point out, they're not building more land. <laughs> Invest in land because they're not making any more of it. Yeah, one of our little taglines. Yeah. So so you know, even if if the development doesn't happen here this time, eventually they got to put it somewhere. There's only so much land within 60 miles of Los Angeles. And and uh, I yeah. I expect that, that I think Los Angeles is more than a fad. I think well, it might yeah, catch it's, on. It's the number one manufacturing county in the United States. California has the fifth largest economy in the world. If California mm-hmm. was a country, we would be ranked number five in terms of gross domestic product and, you know, and all that stuff as far as our economy goes. L.A. County, I believe, is... Just the county, correct? I may be wrong in this. Somebody could look it up. But just the county of Los Angeles is about number 20 in terms of, of the amount of business that's, you know, the amount of gross domestic product that's there, GDP. I, I believe that. Yeah, Absolutely that's a, incredible. Yeah. So, no, it's not going anywhere. It's got manufacturing. Yeah. It's got Hollywood. It's got everything, which is why we've chosen to invest in that area. And I would say the foresight of our founder, uh, the, mm-hmm. the uh, company is now run by the son of the founder. Uh, they're brilliant. <laughs> they're very smart. In fact, the CEO of our company is a trained economist. Okay. He, 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 that's his background. He's got a PhD in economy or in economics, not in economy, <laughs> in, in economics, I guess. And he's brilliant. And I like working with brilliant people, which is why I left a 40-year career as a very successful business coach to get my real estate license and become a land banking consultant. Very nice. Uh, so is there anything that I, I should have asked you, but I didn't? Any questions I forgot to ask? Wow. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Oh, how do people get a hold of me? Oh, that oh, is a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Perfect interviewer. Ah, so close. So, how do so- people get a hold of you? People can get a hold of me by email. That's the the best way to contact me. It's just my name. It's Brad at BradWarren.com. B-R-A-D-W-A-R-R-E-N. Brad at BradWarren.com. Send me an email. Be happy to get back to you and uh, set up a Zoom or send you some uh, a link to our full, we call it Land Banking 101. It's about a 75-minute presentation by my business partner. <clears throat> and it's actually a prerequisite to investing. In other words, if you had money right now and you emailed me and said, Brad, I'll show up on your doorstep with a paper bag with $50,000 in cash. Get me some land. I tell you to stay home. You haven't seen the presentation yet. You're not even allowed to invest with us because we believe that we have to educate you so mm-hmm. that you fully understand what you're getting into 
because we don't want your money if in three years you're going to call and say, oh, my kid's college education was more expensive <laughs> than I thought. Well, you should have known that. That should have been something you researched well in advance. I, I love the integrity of that. That's great. And of course, when they email you, they should also mention that they heard you on Michael Whitehouse's Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Um, Absolutely. Or at least mention Michael Whitehouse somehow. Yep. Yeah. I want to know where they came from so I can thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always, it, it just builds the trust factor that I know where they came from. They didn't just hear about it out of the clear blue sky. All of my business is by referral. So yep. I want to know who they sent, uh, who was it that sent them to me? How did they hear about it? So, well, this this sounds like an, an amazing opportunity. At some point, when I am ready, I will probably be getting some of this land myself. Of course, one of the products is having the money for it. So working on that part. But it's a, I, I well, love the concept. Let's take the probably out of it, Michael. One of these days you will invest I, in I will. land. Just not like, you know, tomorrow. It might not be. tomorrow. That's fine. Hey, in this business, patience is a virtue. Yes. Had, and, and by the way, that's not my normal, typical style. I am not a patient guy. I'm like, now get it done. Oh, cut to the chase. Let's go. That's my direct style on the disc. I'm a D, a very high D. <laughs> But in this business, I've had to totally relearn the whole process of follow-up and getting back to people. I'm not a tenacious bulldog like I was when I was a coach. That's what they mm -hmm. wanted when they wanted a coach. Somebody would follow up, hold them accountable. Now it's yep. like, you want land? You get a hold of me. I'll be happy to chat with you. Uh, we have more investors than we have land. We actually have a waiting list right now. So I'm very patient. I move very slowly. I get back to people. I get back to people quickly. But the process to work with mm -hmm. us, we need to vet you and you need to vet us. So that yeah. if we're going to be business partners potentially for a decade, you better be a nice person because I don't work with jerks. I don't like jerks. Jerks yep. are no fun. It's not <laughs> worth it. I don't need the money, Michael. I really don't need the money. Uh, and that, that kind of hassle and stress is just not worth it. I, I completely feel you on that one. Yeah, I will not work with someone I don't like. Um, you know, my business is, is too too close to the clients to work with anyone I don't like. Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. totally with you on that. And, and, but yeah, with land, I just love the concept of, of being able to, <clears throat> I mean, Los Angeles, the other side of the country for me. So wouldn't do it regularly, but just the idea of, you know, my investments there and I could drive over to and be like this, this dirt, this is my investment right here. I can stand on it. I can jump on it and roll around on it. I've done that. I live in Northern California, which is about 350, 375 miles away, yep. but I've been down there several times for a company wide meetings, you know, our annual meeting, uh, mm -hmm. the company is headquartered in, in Woodland Hills. Um, uh, and it used to be in Sherman Oaks. So it'd fly into Burbank and, but I'd always leave one extra day to rent a car, drive up to the Antelope Valley and go around all my properties and just kind of GPS. So I knew I was right on mine and I just stand there and look around and, Oh, look, there's a new school being built. Oh, wow. There's 200 homes being built over there. Oh, this mm -hmm. is fantastic. Oh, look at that solar farm. You know, just to literally to do what you said, to, to see my dirt and to see what was going on around it. Yep. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. So so once again, it's Brad at bradwarren.com. And be sure to let him know you heard about him from Michael Whitehouse. And Brad, thank you so much for being on here. And I'm so glad that uh, that we recorded this. If you're listening to this, it could be because you came across it just my podcast. And it could be because I sent it to you because I said, you should meet Brad. And part of the reason I wanted to make sure to interview Brad was just so I could have Brad in his own words explain it because I can't explain it as well as he can because this is what he does. This is his thing. This is his right. jam. So thank you so much for explaining it way better than I can. Oh, you're more than welcome. My pleasure. 
This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. Dot com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.